0: Hello and welcome to Living a Culture of Life podcast by Human Life International. I'm your host, Colleen Haupt, and I'm joined today by Father Bouquet, our president. Welcome, Father.
1: Oh, Colleen, always great to be with you in our audience once again, talking about these very important subjects that affect life and family. Yes,
0: yeah, it's so great to be having these conversations. Um, And today we're going to be talking about the Catholic response to Pride Month in June, because as Catholics, we're going to run into this everywhere, from the grocery store to clothing stores to the internet, everywhere you look, we're going to be running into it. So just how can we have a charitable response as Catholics and how can we protect our families, but also engage in good conversations about marriage? So, yeah. So father, what would you like, what kind of response should we have when we, Go to the store, the grocery store, and we see cereal boxes and candy bars right. with rainbow flags all over them. How can we respond to this as Catholics? Sure.
1: Well, you know, first of all, you know, Colleen, this is nothing new to us, you know, mm-hmm. because if we just kind of take the whole issue uh, of, of Pride Month out of the equation just for a moment, mm-hmm. and just really advertisements in general, television programs, movies, you know, periodicals. You know, as, as disciples of the Lord is something that we, we, we deal with all the time as we engage a, a society, a culture. Mm-hmm. And so how do I approach, you know, you know, all these other issues are, help us to really how to approach this as well because there's very much, it's a, it's a similar story. And if I, you know, my response always to this is to kind of, let's peel it back a little bit and let's move away from the adversements and, the, and all the things we're seeing but to look at, you know, what's the subject here? And, and that, to me, that's how I would in, encourage all of us to address this. What do you mean by what's the subject? So the, the human person is okay. the subject here. <laughs> okay. uh, and, and I think so because what happens is we, we can so easily get pulled in to the language, into the narrative, and find ourselves, you know, discussing, uh, battling over something when we don't really know th- what's really fundamental here. And that really is the human person, the dignity of the human person. And that is really, as Catholics, how we approach these very difficult situations in our modern conversation uh, with our with the world around us. And so when we start with human dignity, when we know that we're talking about human persons, um, and that's where we can really approach this. And I say that because as we go into the grocery stores, we go into the Myself travel a good bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, dealing with the airports at that time of the year, you're dealing with, you know, so many things. And vacation time for parents right now that it's you're going to be in a sense enveloped in it. Mm-hmm. So so when someone says to me, and it's happened, you know, uh, on an airplane, you know, ask a question very almost very similar to what you're asking, and, and my response always is is if I'm dealing with as a parent with children. This is a chance to talk about human dignity to talk about you know that we we don't identify a person you know by uh, a particular act that they do you know we might uh, how do we address the subject we start by talking about the person who's made in the image and likeness of God and the human person that maybe struggles with a particular you know difficulty in life and so this is kind of where you kind of, I start the conversation and so I mean, obviously, if you have two grocery stores in your own community and, and one is, you know, advertising and the other is not, well, maybe I gravitate toward the one. That could be one approach. But I think really it's a chance to, to have a conversation with, uh, as parents, with our children, uh, as, as pastors, with our parishioners. Uh,
0: Here on this podcast, like we're doing. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. So it's not something. I mean, I think we shouldn't be afraid of it, and we shouldn't be intimidated by it. You know, it's, it's something. You know that uh, I have a I have a choice here. I can choose either to let it rule my kind of my conversations, or it's a chance for me to talk about it and and to realize what is my response. So, kind of maybe let me give you an example. So let's say that you know we know that during this month. Uh, That you might be in the grocery store and and you're walking in with your children, your grandchildren, you know, and you'll see a whole rack of of cereal boxes that now are painted with these images. And it's the cereal, let's say, that your children really do enjoy. Mm -hmm. Now, do you not give your children that cereal that month? Well, you could. That could be a choice. We'll move on to something else. Or is it a chance, depending on your children's age, of course, it's got to be child appropriate, and only parents know how to prudently deal with that. But if it, if your children are in a certain age and you can explain things, this is a time to talk about, you know, what this issue really is about. And uh, and to talk about what does it mean to live as a child of God? What is, how does a child of God, you know, what is God asking us and how to live? So I'm, I'm not kind of directly answering that question because the idea is is that, you, you know, it depends where you live, what options you have.
0: Well, it seems like you're kind of saying basically like, I think sometimes people want to just like go and avoid it all, like avoid everything. I don't want to exactly use the image of an ostrich burying their head in the sand because it's less of doing that to, because you're like trying to like ignore something or be ignorant of it. It's more of like, you just don't want to engage with it or acknowledge it. And it's right. like, this is something that, Right. Like, I just don't want present in my life. And so you're basically saying don't necessarily do that. It's a good chance to engage in a discussion of marriage. Right. But on the flip side, you're not, but sp- don't get caught up in the rhetoric and get pulled into, like, right. suctioned into this, like, debate about it all. Like, kind of taking this balanced approach of, like, it's a good right. opportunity to engage in conversation about it, but focusing on the person and how we can, like, human dignity, right. like you said.
1: And it's also, it's, it's, it's also empowers us to make decisions you know, one of the things we do uh, here at HLI is support, you know, Life Decisions International, which some people who are familiar with HLI, the boycott list. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and here's an example where we do have empowerment and we have the ability to make decisions in our own personal lives and, you know, products we purchase, you know.
0: Uh, yeah. Can uh, you like explain what the boycott list sure, is for sure. our listeners?
1: Yeah. What What is, is uh, Life Decisions, you know, uh, uh, has been doing this now for many decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in a sense of identifying, let me just give a few examples. Let's say, Uh, you're dealing with starbucks now Mm -hmm. any any of us who's been in the pro-life and family movement knows the the uh the positions that starbucks holds Mm -hmm. and what it advocates for Uh, and this would be an example of one of those industries that's going to be very big in june that you're going to see and so but the question before me as uh, as as one who is uh, being marketed you know in this environment Mm -hmm. to make a decision what will i support Will I support this product? Will I not support this product? And I think what's important with the boycott list is it informs the buyer, you Mm -hmm. know, especially for myself, who's concerned as a Catholic, as a Christian.
0: So it basically says which companies support these kinds of things. So you have like, like informed knowledge going into it?
1: Exactly. Because okay. it's, it's, it's a full <laughs> list and, and it's a, lots of different yeah. ones from, from, uh, from uh, let's say, well, it, it covers a broad range of those who are selling products or engaged in uh, from hotel industry to the food industry to the restaurant industry. Okay. Uh, it's, it covers a, a large uh, uh, kind of a uh, swath of these uh, 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 organizations or groups. Mm-hmm. And what's important there for me is I become the decision maker. And so now that I've been confronted with the reality that a product that maybe I like to buy, now all of a sudden I realize is advocating you know, for things that I really am opposed to mm-hmm. on a moral point of view and how it affects our culture, how it affects our society and so forth. Well, I can avoid the product. I don't have to purchase the product. And, mm-hmm. and so in the same time, there are many products that you will find if you actually open up the boycott list and you say, okay, now how do I deal with this? Because really my computer, the software i purchase all this has been part of an industry our industries different groups uh, that are supporting uh, the things that i'm uh, i'm opposed to so mm-hmm. here can i minimize it can i avoid it altogether can i go in a different direction with a different product Mm-hmm. I'm the one that has to make that decision, in a sense of I know what I can do and what I'm not capable of doing.
0: Well, and going back to your cereal thing from earlier too, are you saying like you said basically in that case it might be okay to buy it? So it's not necessarily wrong to buy from these companies. It's more of just right. like being able to make an informed decision of what your like how your money is being used. Exactly. Basically,
1: and, and I think you know what you could a person could say. I'm just, I'm not supporting this industry at all. And that's perfectly fine. A person may decide that, you know, that I really don't have an option, you know, uh, for example, for those of us who travel, you know, internationally or domestically, Mm -hmm. you know, each of the airlines, the major airlines are engaged in some type on some level in this this conversation. So, uh, I mean, you say, okay, what about the car industry? I mean, so we can really push this where it affects every one of us. In some way or another. And so we have to decide, you know, where can I have an influence? Where can I make a difference? And and we saw this recently, you know, with the uh, with the issue of of Bud Light. It's an example, you know, of where people said, hey, you know, I I don't support what you're doing and I'm just not going to purchase your product. And so we saw what happened there. (laughs) Right. And we do know that there is that's what I mean by empowerment, that if enough people pull together and enough people are really advocating, I know through the boycott list that uh, certain uh, uh, companies were uh, placed on in one month uh, cycle of the Mm -hmm. publication. And by the time the new publication came out, uh, they were taken off the boycott list because because enough people responded and said, well, I didn't know you were doing this. I don't want to support your business any longer. Interesting. And sometimes even just advertising that this is this this is out there, and that was just enough. So even though maybe people didn't react, have enough of time to react, but the company itself says, "Hey." And we know this from yeah. even some of the people we deal with investments, for example uh Colleen, that what they'll do is they're looking for those uh ways of investing in in companies and in products that are morally sound that mm-hmm. are in line with our views and principles and and I've known people that have written companies and uh, and said you know. Uh, our stakeholders do not hold to what you're advocating and, you know, and, and, and we in, in, encourage you strongly, you know, to change, uh, your position on this. And we've seen where it's happened, where people have, uh, these, you, so we should never think that we have no influence and that we don't have the, the ability. Well, so
0: I think a lot of times some companies at least jump on this because they're like, it's marketing and they're, they want to make money and they think that this is like the new thing to do. And now there's like the whole slang like, go woke, go broke. Right. And if people actually speak up by avoiding the companies, then if they're losing money, they'll realize that this isn't actually something that's helpful. That's so I think it depends on the company sometimes and why they're jumping on the bandwagon. I think right. some do want to push the agendas down the road further right. and others are just like, hey, look, it's successful for that company. Well, Let uh, me jump on that. And
1: I would say, Colleen, it's similar to the whole issue with these, uh, these drag queen hours that we're seeing in libraries yeah. and so forth. I think the main thing is what, what this is doing right now is people are waking up. Not woke, waking up. (laughs) And they're realizing this is out there and that their children are being, uh, you know, propagandized. Their Mm -hmm. their children are being introduced to things. So you go back to your first question. And since, for example, if I may go back Mm -hmm. to the grocery store, well, maybe I go very, very respectfully. I meet with the manager of the store Mm -hmm. and say, you know, I've been shopping here for all these years. Uh, I mean, I bring my children with me, you know, often in here. And really, I don't think this is appropriate that, you know, if you if you wish to sell the product, I mean, that's I, I can't tell you what you can and cannot sell. Uh, mm-hmm. But I does it have to be front and center? Does it have to be, you know, so so blatant? And, you know, and if you if maybe place it where, you know, kids are not necessarily going to be in, uh, seeing all these images, you know, whatever is out there, it's a way for people to engage meeting with a local librarian, meeting with yeah. the local school board. So this is where we have to bring our voice to the to, to the conversation. And if more and more people unite, we've talked about this in this podcast, where if parents would unite together, where they would work as kind of a coalition, and address these issues. And we know it's not always going to be easy.
0: And I think it also shows the importance of having a good relationship with the community around you first, because I think a lot of times people paint us as like it's hate speech. Oh, they're attacking us. But if you already have that good relationship, like your regular, like, I don't know, I grew up in a small town. So like, you know, the person who's selling you the, like the store owner or the person who's selling it to you. And if you already have that relationship, then when you come to them, they're going to respect your opinion and they're going to know that you're not a hateful person that you're saying that's out of concern for children or out of concern for the community. And I think it really just shows the importance of Catholics having to be engaged in the community around them and have those relationships so that when they do say something, Right. It actually carries a little bit more weight with it too. That's, right. That's more on a exactly. local level versus a exactly exactly like, and, big level. But. And also
1: just getting involved with people, you know, in the community that may not be Catholic, but their their fellow Christians who share those same values and those same principles. It could be part of the Jewish community. It could be a very large. Uh, so I, I want to affirm what you just said. Is we we sadly in, in modern times, <laughs> communities are not necessarily communities anymore. I might live yeah. in a community. But many people don't know each other, so this is also a chance, you know, to to find out what your what your neighbors think are. Right? And sometimes that can be very difficult. But I, I do believe that that's all part of this. And so, and then this is, goes back to what I started with: is how we approach. So you said it very clearly. This is, you know, we're labeled, you know, as mm-hmm. being, you know, hate speech or so forth we we that is not our starting point in this conversation and we should not let them be we be labeled that way
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so nor do we want to give the opportunity to be labeled that way because we did approach something from you know from the wrong pr- from point of view mm-hmm. and this, what i mean by that is we approached it not from a respectful you not from a firm resolve But getting caught up in anger and frustration, and uh, and allowing that to become the direct uh, the way we approach it. So, again, I just want to return to that uh, and and that human respect, that human dignity, and then we can then have a, a conversation about this. Yeah.
0: Well, and you mentioned the libraries already too, and I know that one like in June, there's usually a lot of books that are out there, like displays for children promoting right. how can parents respond to that in the community? Like what? I know that there's been like lots of different initiatives over the years of different ideas for people to get these books out of the library either by like asking the library to take them out and like like and the library just usually labels them banned books, but right. um or people checking them out of the library so that they're not on the shelves for children. Like, do you have any thoughts on any? like actual like ways that parents can go about it that might actually be effective in getting books removed instead of just giving it like a badge of approval of like, hey, look, people don't like this. It's controversial. We should keep it because right. this is a good discussion.
1: Well, I think, you know, if we step back, you know, I've seen where, and I'm very active, you know, uh, uh, p- parent groups get together mm-hmm. and approach their local school board, uh, approach their local school board representative mm-hmm. uh, and bring these into a, a deeper conversation. I've seen where they've been able successfully... To have the textbook, the, the books themselves mm-hmm. uh, placed in a section of the library. If they could not get them out, outwardly removed, mm-hmm. they were able to get them designated to a particular section of the library that was not allowed for children. And so they basically, if you will, it was just uh, you know a, a section just. For adults only, mm-hmm. uh, but the problem with this is these books are written specifically for children, and this is where the real trouble begins because they're being children are being aimed at the the language is directly aimed at children. It's to bring them into this this language into this narrative, and that's why parents should not take this lightly and uh, and, and realize that if I if I can't have them where they're at least segmented or are designated in a certain area, and just say to my children. Those are not off-limits to you. You're not to go into that section at all. Um, if I can't get that to be done, then I may have to, we may have to take it to a, a different conversation. That is, you know, this is just, as it is, unacceptable for children, but calling upon the library leaders and, and the school board to take a more uh, aggressive stand that we don't want this in our, in our library. We don't want our children to be propagandized and to, and to be used in this conversation because that's what's going on. And so uh, the the challenge really is is that each school board is different. We here in Virginia people remember, you know, the headlines, you know, in the Fairfax, battles right? in Fairfax area. Yeah. And so it can get very very heated and and so and but we this is that shows you how important it is. We need to be engaged in this. So I would encourage parents first of all. What does their local library have?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know, are they familiar with what what's being? Because sometimes what happens is those books are not. I've heard stories where they're not allowed to be checked out. So that means that the children can come in, the young ones can come in the in the library, but that particular set of books are not allowed to be taken home. Which means it's to keep the parents out of the loop. Yeah, so, so they the don't kids know where are their looking children, at it right.
0: when they're there without like. Their parents aren't necessarily looking over their shoulder when they're correct. looking at books in the library. Interesting, and that's also correct. then you can't check them out, so other people can't exactly. read them. Exactly.
1: So what happens is, is that so sometimes parents don't realize what their children are being uh, exposed to. So it's important for parents, as I've written many times, to be to be aware, to talk to your children. This is a chance to talk to your children. Yeah. And 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 so that's why you know returning back to the beginning part, you know, is you know we start we don't label people, you know, we, so when, for example, mm-hmm. when I'm speaking about the situation with those who are dealing with same sex attraction is, you know, trying to move away from the re- the language of identify identification, you know, it's saying that a person uh, is, is a uh, homosexual, a person is uh, in an LBGT community, trying to pull away from that use of that. That's, 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 those are the, their terms. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to identify someone from that point of view. We, we look at the individual and know that this person is made in the image and likeness of God. This person has dignity as I have dignity and is is to be loved and to be respected and always you know, to be uh, treated with the utmost of, of respect in situations, yeah. even as each individual might struggle with a particular aspect of a result of the fall. Yeah, and and the, we south. all struggle
0: with different things. Right. Like you have people that struggle with alcohol abuse or you have struggle, right. people that struggle with anger issues or people that struggle with all sorts of different, like every one of exactly. us is sinful, right. like except for Mary, we're all sinful. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. we all have things we struggle with. And that's just one thing that people exactly. struggle with. And, and, that's, and
1: that's how we can have a conversation with, with, a, with a young child or yeah. an adolescent is starting in that area, especially as Catholics. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we know that a result of the fall is the 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 struggle that we have you know in being wounded and that sometimes you know our feelings our passions can be misguided that the things that we think are good are not necessarily good for us and maybe sometimes the choices that we have in front of us the struggles that we have you know we oftentimes try to justify and but in reality are not good for us as disciples of the Lord made in the image and likeness of our of our creator so it's a great way to have a conversation you know and to also to help someone see that maybe they themselves are not struggling but they might have someone they know they might know of a situation and it's a chance to have a conversation how do we treat that individual? How should we respond?
0: Well, I was going to say, that was just going to be my next question, is how can we help people in our community who are struggling with this? Right. How, especially just, it's a good time to engage in that conversation right now. Like, Just as Catholics to be aware of it right now, since we are going to be in the middle of Pride Month. So like, how can we help people who are struggling with that? Right. So, yeah.
1: So, so I brought before, I brought some, some uh, document in front of me, but this is something I, I always uh, like to turn to as well, is relying upon those within uh, within the catholic church who are dealing with a very specialized apostolic ministry Uh, courage is an example uh, Mm -hmm. of that and i often i brought some papers from their handbook Uh, and for those that are unfamiliar with courage uh, uh, this is a beautiful apostolic ministry that's been with us for many decades that is serving Uh, men and women who are struggling with same-sex attraction uh, and also supporting their families, their friends, and really building a community that is there to support those who are, are struggling in this, but to live as we all are called to live in fidelity to Christ and to his teaching and to live in line with uh, the, the moral life that each of us are called to live. Mm-hmm. And and so, it, again, it's a moment to really help back to the, the idea of how do we approach, what can we mm-hmm. speak. I mean, obviously, I might not be able to bring this conversation up in the school board meeting, but there is a way to approach the school board meeting mm-hmm. and bring knowledge and bring a response. But when we're dealing with each other and we're dealing with our children and adolescents and young adults and we're trying to respond, this is the starting point. And, and to say that, you know, each of us, as you said, you know, uh, deals with our own human weakness. And sometimes uh, some deal with things much differently than, than the neighbor next door, You're even yeah. one's own sibling, one's own cousins. And so, but if we start with the fact that we are made in the image and likeness of God, that we're made with this beautiful dignity and we're called to respond to that dignity as, as Christ teaches us, then it's a, it's a different way
0: of approach. I think it's a much like I sometimes feel like it's really important for Catholics to remember that the reason that there's things that we're not supposed to do is for the sake of something good. It's very I think we can fall into like this is a no, 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 no. And just remembering that whenever we're saying no, it's because we're saying yes to something higher. Right. And that and something that's actually good. And we're saying yes to marriage as it's intended to be. Correct. And I just I think it's really important for Catholics to remember that, like, Whenever you're having these conversations, remember it's for the sake of something that's exactly beautiful for, for, and for, good.
1: Exactly, and, and so when you're talking about continence, you're talking about chastity. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about you know, you know, because uh, when a person identifies themselves and says, you know, I'm I'm gay or I'm you know or uh, transgender or you know, immediately we're we're kind of pulled into a, con- or a language. We need to pull back from that and say, no, that is not who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. And and that's that's very hard today because that's not how the narrative goes in the culture. That's not how the narrative goes in mainline media. So mm-hmm. obviously immediately you're setting yourself, you know, up for a conversation, a debate. But that's the moment to have that kind of conversation and to be able to say that no, that's not who you are? Maybe what you're struggling with. Maybe you're struggling with something that is uh, very real to you, and very and, and something that's very. It's sometimes over, you don't think you can overcome, but that's where you have this kind of conversation. I mean, uh, and this is where you open up the door, you know, to have that conversation about dignity and about that you're not alone. You know, I can. This is where I love about courage because it really builds an, a community of support. And so because, you have
0: someone to walk with you, basically? Right, to support, because okay. we all
1: need that. That's a, see, We're back to relationship now. Yeah. And sometimes people will label us as saying, oh, you know, but people who struggle with the same-sex attraction, don't they have a right to love? Well, let's, again, peel back. Because we're made in the image and likeness of God, we're also made... For, for relationship, we're made for community, and of course, we're made for friendships. But but at the same time, you know, there are different levels of friendship, and there's mm-hmm. different levels of expression of love, of, of intimacy and so and so this is again a chance to have the conversation about what continence means and Mm -hmm. so sometimes people try to equate you know continence and chastity and 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 and, or when they really are talking about chastity they're talking about continence and so the idea is that you know that i don't open myself up to to, uh, to to behaviors or actions or choices that lend itself towards inappropriate behavior that goes against the very nature of of the human person, the dignity of the human person. So myself, just use myself, I am not an eligible bachelor, (laughs) all right? Nor should I present myself in any manner, whether I'm wearing clerical garb or wearing secular garb, I don't walk I don't should not present myself as being someone that's that's free that that you know open myself up to some type of relationship that starts crossing barriers. So there is a there's an I don't go around holding hands, you know, I don't go around hugging on people and kissing on people. These these are just simple things that really speak of something deeper at work. And then with that comes the the mindset of what the virtue of chastity and it begins to build on that, but it starts really, you know, by understanding you know, how I respond to certain things, that passions, feelings are are very, are very part of our human nature. We all have feelings, but there are some feelings that are really, if not properly guarded and guided can, can lead me to some very bad choices and lead me to make some very bad decisions in life. And they're supposed
0: to be under the like guidance of the intellect in a sense. Like they're not, it's not like the intellect is supposed to squash all feelings. It's that your like, mind is supposed to help order right. your feelings right. in such a way. I took a whole class on yeah. passions in college. And, and, and even, so. <laughs> even within
1: marriage, yeah. there's chastity within marriage. And so it's important to, to have... this is, Again, this is why it's an opportunity, you know, uh, though we're, we're kind of approaching this from different directions in a sense of how do we deal with the public forum? Mm-hmm. So um, stores and advertisements and the whole Pride <laughs> Month. But then what we've done here is we've actually peeled it back in realizing that... There is a bigger issue, but what's brought this to the to, to, the, to the front stage is the lack of really t- talking about this and helping especially young adults because they're the ones that are most victimized in this conversation because mm-hmm. they're the ones that the whole media and social media aims at. Yeah. They're the ones that have been propagandized for many years to, 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 to believe the narrative. And mm-hmm. to believe that what you and I are talking about day would be perceived as hate speech.
0: And to believe that if you jump on that and you get into that community, you'll have a community. That's what right. I think a lot of times Correct. it's like, oh, if I do this, then I'm special, I'm accepted. Right. There's this community around me. And I think it's important to show right. that like you like try, just living as a chaste person, right. you still have this community. Exactly. Like making sure that people aren't joining this because they're feeling isolated. Right. And friendships are
1: very important. It goes back again, just I'm going to use myself, is mm-hmm. as a priest, you know, you, you, you can't travel this road alone. So, mm-hmm. you know, so you find support in brother priest. You find support in, in, in faithful Catholics. You find support in faithful families and married couples. And that support is very important. And at the same time, you know that you, you realize also one's spiritual life one's prayer life, one's growth in in practicing virtue, opening oneself up to cooperate more and more with grace, acknowledging one's own weaknesses, finding, you know, the the sort of spiritual direction to address those and how to appropriately address them. So it's all part, it's all of us, you Mm -hmm. know, and even for, you know, for married couples, you know, to have other married couples, you know, that, that support them in living a chaste marriage, living a happy marriage. And, you know, we all need that kind of support. So what would make me think that someone that is struggling with a particular cross, a particular difficulty, somehow can walk this road by themselves? they can't. And so, and if they do, it inevitably will end up not always, most of the time, not in the best situation. Yeah. And so we need that support. We all do. Single people who are called to live a life of purity and a life, a chaste life need each other and, mm-hmm. and need friends that are going to not say, hey, just act out on it. No, you need friends to say, hey, you know, you might want to be careful here. You're kind of treading on some, some dangerous ground. You know, yeah. some of these behaviors are maybe inappropriate. You're opening yourself up. You're putting yourself in a difficult situation. This is, again, what I love about courage because mm-hmm. it, it looks at the person body and soul it doesn't break it down like our culture does and wants yeah. to treat sexuality as kind of separate from 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 the person no you know the person is you know a body and a soul is a body you know and it's not just a body not just a biological entity not just an emotion it's and a so holistic to, approach to the exactly. human person and that's yeah. what I love about courage it looks at the whole person it looks at the person mm-hmm. and so you know an example i have friends that i've known since i mean for decades that struggle with same-sex attraction okay. and sadly have fallen into some difficulties at times mm-hmm. and have risen out of it and it's always been you know the idea is that but real friends are able to love someone through it all to be there not you know and say look i'm here
0: not affirming what they're doing but at the same time affirming like not not affirming the actions, but making sure that the person right. knows that they're loved exactly. and valued for who exactly. they are, not exactly. for what they're doing.
1: Exactly, and I think it's so important. And that's what I love about again what it means to be a disciple of the Lord. What it means to be a Catholic. What it also means what we hold as Catholics. Mm-hmm. And that's why today I'm just like yourself. I'm not ashamed of talking about this subject, and I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of the subject because it, it, because we're dealing with human persons. And as I would approach, you know, in uh, the situation, again, the narrative today, you know, uh, and again, for those that are interested, if you go to the website for Courage, you can receive not only, let's say, that a person themselves may be struggling, they Mm -hmm. will find tremendous resources and chapters and maybe in their local community. Parents, you know, Mm -hmm. siblings, good friends who, who have friends that are dealing with this, all these resources are there. It's so necessary. It's so important. And it's also, you're not going to find maybe, you're not going to (laughs) find answers to your first two questions of how to deal with the public forum. But what it does, though, is it gives the the, the church's understanding of the human person. Mm -hmm. And it helps the person understand how do we approach. In other words, when you walk into a situation like that, what's the first approach? Mm -hmm. The first approach is to see the person. Yeah. Not to see what the person has done, to see the person or what the person may be wanting to do. See the person. And, and and start the conversation there.
0: Yeah. Well, it seems like in summary, then, like you're the kind of answer to this question is that we shouldn't be afraid to engage in this dis- discussion during Pride Month. Right. Pride Month with quotes around that. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, just not being afraid right. to engage in that discussion. Not I mean, obviously, do what you can to protect your family. But at the same time, exactly. we can't just avoid the problems in our culture. We need to be able to engage in them and approach each person and be able to have that discussion and. Like ultimately, the goal is to lead each individual to God, right. and this can be a really good opportunity to and have kind of good filters. In that.
1: I mean, I I travel a lot, mm-hmm. and I'm in th- I mean, not just not just in June that we deal with this issue. It's 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 every month. It's, yeah, it's just it 24/7. is twenty four seven. So it's just over it's, the just, top. it's just raised to a higher level uh, within a particular month. But you know, but filters are important. You know, mm-hmm. being able to discern, you know, there are many things that I, I mean, I'm a very, I'm a very observant person, mm-hmm. but, you know, and I see things, but then I can also just kind of click them off. I'm just mm-hmm. not going to get caught in it. I'm just not going to participate in it. Yeah. You know, uh if I happen to be, you know, in 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 uh this also happens, you know, you can uh, be connecting to the Wi-Fi in a in a hotel or in the airport on an airplane, and sometimes, you know, during certain months, you'll get these kinds of advertisements that this it'll come through. Well, I just fast forward it or mm-hmm. I just turn the sound off and, you know, or I or I just kind of, you know, just close my eyes for a moment. Let it pass, you know. Mm-hmm. So again it's building up you know the, the what i call filters and mm-hmm. parents have to know their children and parents have to make the best decision they can but because you don't athlete,
0: want to get numb to it no. you don't want to get to the point where you're like oh okay this is fine but at the same time right, right. you can't it's not always practical to be able to avoid it entirely no, exactly. so being able to remain sensitive to right. what they're like the propaganda trying right. to do but at the same time like
1: yeah. right nor do i have and again it's a it person makes their own decision nor do i have to fight every fight Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a learning. And I think that's to me how Prudence. right. It's how I approach it. And so, like I said, you know, uh, you have to go back to the boycott list we talked about. Mm-hmm. I would think that's a great tool for those that really are interested, not just in the situation that will happen in June, uh, but also throughout the year.
0: If they email HLI, I believe they can get a copy of correct. the boycott list. Okay, Yeah, I, I'll put the email in yeah. the bio. <laughs> no, it's,
1: it's it's a great resource. It's a tool. it's like any other tool and uh and so i would say that you know don't let it frustrate you when you start opening oh my goodness i shop there all the time there are options and evaluate it but Mm -hmm. again just using good prudential judgment and just being able to approach things and don't
0: become handicapped like don't look at it and panic and not know what to do and Correct. just not do anything like it's just to be help, help able to help you make right. decisions not to just great advice Colleen,
1: for the uh, for the first things of how to address that particular month yeah. that we're approaching where people are going to be you know maybe bombarded with all these images yeah just don't 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 become overwhelmed by it
0: yeah well thank you so much father this was no. a good i just wanted to use this opportunity to have this kind of discussion of what kind of practical things we can do so and right. how we can engage in it and
1: so and, and may i just make one last little plea and that would be is now just to kind of turn it around and that would be is back to what we, we did in the beginning mm-hmm. become involved though yes is you know find out what's happening in your community in the faith community you know your parents ought to unite with each other help each other support each other um for those that have a more of a kind of a little more active in the public square Talk to the local congresspeople. Write uh, you know, letters to local... the editor. Right. Pick up a phone. Write a letter. You know, address the local uh, the, the local chapters, you know, that are dealing with government in your community. Uh, if these things really are are concern to you, then get involved. But, you know, approach it. As we all do, starting with the fact that that this is a concern that affects all of us, mm-hmm. and we're and we know that we're uh, sadly we we're up against. Uh, uh, I just wrote an article that you know when you're constantly having to rebut media, government, and so many other things, it's, it, it's tiring. Yeah, you know, and like you just said, it's easy to say, ah, I'm just not. No, that's not the approach either. But it can, it can be very tiring. But. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important for us, you know, to, to to bring this to the forefront, to get involved in the conversation, and to address it on where we can, how we can, and just keep moving that conversation. Because if more people really do voice themselves and unite, mm-hmm. then you can change. And I think we need... To, As we saw with Bud Light. Right. <laughs> and I do believe that we need not to be afraid of being labeled. The labels are wrong. Don't get me wrong. There are some people that... that that don't take the approach that we're advocating for right now
0: mm-hmm.
1: don't I don't advocate for that at all meaning hostility anger all, that's not the approach mm-hmm. so but at the same time silence is not the response either yeah. and so the the to me this is a moment for us to show that we if we unite you know and it's we're not making this is not a hate speech we don't hate anyone you know uh, if we did that go against our own teaching go against our own gospel And so, but we should not let them label us that way and then intimidate us to feel that we can't talk about this, that if you do, we're just going to, you know, uh, marginalize you. We're just going to cancel you out. Um, I mean, that's being done, Mm -hmm. but we should not allow that to prevent us from doing the right thing. Exactly. And that's what I would want to end with, because I think it's important not to be silenced and not to be afraid. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you, Father. And to all of our listeners, um, please remember to like, follow, and subscribe. Thank you for joining us here today. And keep on living the culture of life. Thank you, and God bless.